on today's podcast, we'll be talking to Gavin Sheehan, in an Irishman abroad, and myself and Darren will be talking about the Irish Photography Podcast, Photographer of the Year. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast, where we have a, a special guest the whole way foreign in the whole other side of the world. But before we get to this guy, I want to say hi to my co-host, who's always there. How are you, Darren? You keeping well, buddy? I thought you were talking about me being on the other side of the border there, you know, really, really far, far away in Cork <laughs> and that in Limerick. But uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, Troop, you know, and I'm kind of sick after having our Christmas party last night. So, you know, it, it's late oh. in the evening here and I'm still feeling the... Oh. effects of it so yeah but i am excited oh, now so to talk to gavin because uh, i've been following what he's been doing on his trip ever since he you know he does know i imagine we'll talk to him obviously in a second but he does know that he's responsible for another part of gas affliction with you but it's been a good oh, gas affliction now yeah. to be fair yeah 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 so i i feel terrible that you have a small bit of a we'll call it a flu for today so no i'm hung over uh, it's not a flu oh uh, yeah i was just being a uh, uh, political about it. <laughs> well, it'd be, actually, it would be very strange for me to get the flu from going to a Christmas party. I don't know what type of Christmas party you go to, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Gavin Sheehan. How are you, buddy? Hi, guys. How are you getting on? Good, good, good. We are flying it here. It's a bit cold here in Ireland, and myself, I'm extremely busy with the with the Santa Grotta at the moment, so I haven't been as active online, but I have been keeping tabs on you over the last couple of months, and it's exciting stuff for what you're putting up. Can you uh, tell us all about your, is it a 100-day holiday? Uh, where did it all start from? Yeah, so, um, as you know, currently myself and my girlfriend, Dima, were on a trip. We're over in, we, will, we went to New Zealand um, for about 10 weeks and now we're in Australia for four more weeks uh, so we had been planning a trip away for a long long time and we were kind of debating the, the kind of working holiday but then we said we may as well just kind of go go all in and go go on a, as much of the holiday as we could so we probably saving for the last Jesus 18 months nearly two years and uh, wow. there just at the start of October then we, we, we said we kind of wanted to have no, no compromises so Start of October then we went to New Zealand and we've done now both islands, um, four weeks in the north, six in the south, and we've been doing loads of activities. Like it, it I suppose I want to stress it wasn't just a, a photography holiday, it was a, an adventure holiday with photography thrown into it. So we got to see yeah. everything, we did everything, we did just like snorkeling, we went on a cruise, um around Milford Sound, we went loads of hiking, sand dunes, swimming with dolphins, kayaking, stand up paddle boarding. Um like the list is endless, but it was really, really good now. That is absolutely amazing. So <clears throat> from some of the episode or some of the activity that you're talking about there, it really, really is an adventure holiday. Tell me this, does it cost you a lot of money to save up and kind of do this trip or would was it could it be relatively cheap enough? Uh, I suppose we, we try to get the balance right. So in terms of the way we, we, we traveled in a van for the whole the whole time in New Zealand. Um, so we shopped around the lot for that. So I suppose just to give it, and I'll try to be honest as I can with the numbers here, to give an equivalent um, price for 10 weeks in the van, 
So I suppose this is our accommodation, our transport. It cost us eight thousand New Zealand dollars. So that's all included insurance and everything, uh, which is about five thousand euro. Um, which it sounds heavy, but if you were to do the same in Ireland with a similar size van, you'd be probably talking twelve, fourteen thousand euro. It's. Are you serious? It's that yeah, much. We we looked it up, yeah. Um, and the I suppose the country, New Zealand especially, is absolutely incredible for just travelling in a tra- in a camper van. So there's freedom campsites, there's public toilets everywhere, public showers. Um, every couple of miles, there's actually then like a, a paid campsite. So th- these have they have power, plug-in power, kitchens, laundry, all that sort of stuff. And then I suppose the bonus thing is that most of the campsites are in just ridiculously scenic places. So you have mountain backdrops, they're sitting on beaches. Um, like you can't really. <laughs> we pull up a lot of times, and we we're like, "Wow, is this is this actually like possible that it, we're we're not paying a dime to, to sleep here tonight?" Um, but we can get up and just look at this the mountains behind us. Like it's incredible. And actually, Gavin, I think it's a very interesting idea because when you have the freedom of going where you want to go and park where you want to park and wake up the following morning and start your day from that point, you're not restricted then in additional charges and costs that it would get to be to be able to get to that place if you were staying in a traditional bed and breakfast or a hostel or a hotel or whatever it may be and you'd still have to have a car to get around so by having somewhere that you can sleep in your own I suppose your any backyard really in reality is phenomenal because like myself and Dermot we spoke about there a few times on the podcast but we tried to do a trip which was to go off to the north of Ireland in a camper van and that's the idea is that we park up where we want to um, shoot for sunrise so from your point of view there as you say you know you you park up did you park up some places at night not knowing how nice it was but then when you woke up in the morning you looked out the window and went holy hell look where we parked up today yeah like a lot of times i suppose we pull up and the weather could have been garbage night before you have whatever rain misty kind of rain and then you wake up next morning and it'll just be stunning like but I suppose there there are certain areas that are they're quite strict with the whole freedom camping, so you you can't actually just park where you want. There's designated spots, um, but that's just I suppose I I think they have had trouble in the past with like say big cities or big towns like Queenstown. Um, they're massive like out probably the, out, the outdoor adventure capital of New Zealand, but I suppose they they take kind of a harsh approach to freedom campers because I assume they have had a lot of trouble in the past with people just mm. being ignorant and parking and leaving their rubbish and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Oh, wow. So, Gavin, <clears throat> let's kind of track back there a small bit. Um, you might tell the listeners how we met and, and why we met, will you? How me and you met? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, Jesus, I don't know. I, I suppose I I knew you were from Limerick anyway, and I reached out to you a few months ago, um, and we kind of had a spur of the moment decision to just go shooting one morning up in Moilusa, Valley Cogarin, mm. um, in Clare. So we went up then, and I suppose you caught eyes on a, a rhino slider. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was getting. <laughs> that, I, that, I, that I had just bought. Um, so yeah, I think from by about ten minutes in, you decided you wanted one. <laughs> by lunchtime, you bought one. Yeah, so. true story. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. But yeah, some of that was true. But yes, that's the point where I want you to go with this. I wanted to know about last week's VSP, the Rhino Slider, how it's getting on over. And sorry, first and foremost, did you bring it? Second of all, you better have brought it. And third of all, what are they coming out like? Yeah, I, I bought it anyway. I brought it first off. A uh, bit of a hassle to try and fit it into a suitcase and protect it the whole way up. I actually had it wrapped in cling film 
layers and layers to link film together onto the plane. Good idea. Because um, I, I didn't bring didn't bring hand luggage. Yeah, it's it's going great. Like to, I think it's twenty twenty four hour battery life. So I think I've charged it actually only once or twice in the in the only three months we've been here. Um, but yeah, it's actually I'm delighted I have it because it's so easy to set up. My probably my biggest. I suppose my biggest fault with the whole equipment side of stuff here is I don't only actually have one camera. I have one camera body with me, um, oh, so yeah. if I am if I if I am doing a time lapse, I just have to kind of sit around and enjoy 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 the view for half an hour or an oh, hour. How bad? How bad? How bad? Yeah, but um, no, the slide around has been great. Like I I to be honest, I haven't looked at that many time lapses. I've recorded probably. 30, 40 of them at this stage, but in terms of processing them, you know yourself how long it takes to oh. to go through them and color correct them and put all the sort of stuff. So that's the job for home in a few weeks' yeah, time. Yeah, so so it you've uh, you've got about thirty time lapses in total there. So that's going to take up quite a lot of data. So did you bring anything with you to help you store data, or was it just all on your computer? No, I have I have the laptop, and then I have three external hard drives. Um, so I have about probably four terabytes of, of, of uh, space, but I'm trying to triple triple back up everything. Um, mm, so, so idea. far I've, I have, I think just over 700 gigabytes of actual photos, videos, um, which is quite a lot, <laughs> but. That's a lot. 700 gigs? 700, 700, 700 gigs. 700 gigabytes. Jesus, mother of God, that yeah. is insane. <laughs> Is, yeah. that, is that video footage as well? Like, yeah. There's video in there as well, yeah, but mo- the video is mostly 1080p, so I suppose it's not like 4K taking up huge, huge data, but. Oh, Jesus, imagine if you were shooting 4K, man, you'd have about four terabytes of footage, man. That's insane. That is yeah. insane. Wow, wow. Gavin, you know, you mentioned there in regards to using the slider, and, you know, Dermot has used his when he went to Norway and had some phenomenal results with it, and we discussed at the time an example of when you were out trying to take photographs and people got in your way or people stopped you from getting the photo that you wanted or even the time lapse that you had set up to be able to create. Can you talk to us a bit about that in regards to, you know, okay, it's been fantastic and phenomenal to see everything in New Zealand, but what have the frustrations been then with people? Yeah, so I suppose this is a, a bit of a long story. So I suppose to start, before we came over here, before I suppose me is when we want to take photos, I tried to avoid as much as possible looking up Instagram and looking up people's pictures and seeing what other people had shot like. Because I think if you if you do that, you just go into a hole of, oh, I want to go to that place that that guy went. I want to get that photo uh-huh. that guy got. Um, and your whole time here can be decided upon by going to, I want to go to X to take that photo. I want to go to Y to take that photo. Um, so... I suppose we tried to just take the take the days as they came. We we had, we had a few spots we wanted to know, or we knew we wanted to go to, um, and we went there. And we I got I suppose I got some good good shots along the way, but then in terms of the crowds, um, I suppose the two places that I was kind of shocked um, when we went there. So the first one we had the Wanaka tree. So I suppose people probably know it. It's 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 world famous now. It's like there's a hashtag that Wanaka tree and everything. Um, it's in the small town of oh, wow. Wanaka in South Island, um, but. Like it's literally a tree that's on the edge of a lake. Uh, I believe it used to be an old fence post to keep cattle in um, about 30, 40 years ago. And it, the, the fence post just took roots and grew in, in at the edge of the lake. Um, but now it's it's actually world famous. Like So I went there knowing that it would be quite busy. And when we arrived, then we arrived up for sunset and I was like flabbergasted. There was probably 80, 100 people there two hours before sunset. Wow. Um, selfie sticks, iPads, phones, people shoving each other, and then 
here everyone obviously like so the the background to the the tree is mountain range and um, so everyone wants to get that one shot so everyone's kind of cluttered up like really really close but then as you take on then towards closer to sunset then the, the, the crowds just like come out of the trees basically it's absolutely crazy and yeah. I, I was trying to do a time lapse so i had a slider set up on the water's edge and there was like people walking into my shot and I only had to act like a body, as a bodyguard to to the slider, like to to just avoid stop people getting into the shot. Like there was no there was no respect or there was no. But like I suppose one, one aspect of it is that the tree is like literally 50 meters from the main road, so it's it's probably one of the most accessible, I suppose, pictures uh, that people yeah. can get. So there's no, there's no effort to get there. Um, but yeah, that was kind of shocking. I suppose the other one then um, is actually the, the photo I put up most recently of the, the Church of the Good Shepherd. So that's uh, in Tekapo in the South Island as well. Um, so I think this has kind of gotten a reputation to be probably one of the, one of the I suppose, the best Milky Way photos you can get in New Zealand. Um, it's a small church, it's still, still an operating church um, on the shores of Lake Tekapo. So, but the Milky, it, it's in uh, International Dark Sky Reserve. So I think it's, it's is it the first Dark Sky Reserve in the Southern Hemisphere? Um, but yeah, I, it, it definitely is very, very dark. It's actually amazing. But the uh, like again, how we, d- how we, dark? Like, can can you see anything there? Like, you can see the Milky Way strip with your naked eye. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, you can see the galactic core with your naked eye. Like, once your eyes adjust, it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Did it, you go in for your confirmation as well while you're there? No. <laughs> yeah you could have but I, I think like it, it is actually a working church so like there are weddings and funerals everything and there there, there are signs of people have walked into the church to, to take photos while there have been weddings on everything like just ignorance Jesus Christ um, <laughs> but yeah we and and that place was absolutely thronged with people at night time as well was it yeah so we rocked up again for I, I was there for sunset uh, I got a, a time lapse and um Again, people walking everywhere, so I, I knew that was going to happen, but I wasn't that concerned. But then at night, then we rocked up again, and there was absolutely like there's there's two car parks there. Every all the car park was fully full, um, tour buses the whole lot. Oh. It's at 11, 11 o'clock at night, um, oh, so wow. walk over to the church then, and there was I I say at least 150, 200 people lining the the out, in, outside gate of the church, um, everyone shooting astro. But again. With that many people, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it because you go to whatever the burn, cliffs more, and ast- shoot astro, you're always on your own, pretty much. There's never anybody there. You're kind of afraid yeah. of the dark, nearly, because they're not gonna happen to you. But um, yeah, this place was crazy. Like, and there was, again, there was people shining flashlights and phones and all over the place. Oh, so man. you had no, no chance of getting any really, really good stuff. So I was looking forward to staying there for a full evening. I think we stayed for 20 minutes and I was just so pissed off, to be honest. I, I couldn't deal with it, so <laughs> we left. Oh, absolutely. I'd be so able to as quick as I got there. I mean, like, it's, a, it's unusual to see that many people at a location for Astro. I mean, like... Okay, it's not a case that most people would know how to take an astro shot. So that's photographers that have their camera gear, that have a fair idea how to photograph the astro or the Milky Way or the night sky or whatever. It's not just like, as you say, with with the Wanaka tree, people are rocking up with their iPhones on a selfie stick and going, okay, look at me, I'm here taking this shot. You have to be committed. And I I presume, now, we're on the opposite end of the season so it's in the summertime in New Zealand there so I imagine it's still warm but it's not exactly roasting warm at night time I imagine there was it uh it's kind of various to be honest in that place it was it was quite warm um but yeah like 
there's so many mountain ranges and so many different sort of I suppose weather weather um, weather systems around here. The, the weather can change like like in a, in a day. Um, but what I saw actually at the at the church was that a lot of people were actually shooting on phones. They had their phones set up on tripods and they were shooting astro with their phones, which I hadn't really seen before. Is it? But is it possible? That's those, to do that's those it? I, I've never done it. P20s or P30s. Yeah, the, the Huawei phones, that, yeah? the new iPhones, yeah, they're supposed to be very good yeah. for Astro. I suppose won't say very good, but they're they're usable. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, look, look at the size of the sensor enough, and what it? it's actually going to produce. But yeah, you can still do that. That's interesting to see as well that people are bringing that and setting up on a tripod too. So there's a bit of a commitment there. And I suppose the final question I have for you then, which I noticed something again when your Instagram feed and Instagram stories, you were trying to do a, a time lapse on the slider in was it lavender fields or something like that and all of a sudden like it seemed as if there was 20 bus loads of people just rocked up and walked into the scene again <laughs> yeah that was that oh, was that f- spot that, that was that was a church so they were they were looping oh, same um, one okay yeah so that was that was that was that same evening yeah so i i'd set up time lapse and um the church is surrounded by like fields of looping so the colors are crazy there's purples pinks like and they're, they're so vivid but um, yeah, I set up time lapse and just click go, and then the hordes arrived, and people again had no real, no real awareness of what other people were doing. So just walking into shots, and just uh, like there's nothing you can do about it, you just have to deal with it because there's no point getting angry or getting like just put up with it and leave, and just know that this is the way I suppose things are gonna go. The way the way more more places get popular. Um, yeah, you, you more need, it's gonna you need to expect it. Like yeah, yeah. Anyway, come here. There's one kind of main reason why I wanted you to come on, Gavin. It's not just to talk about being an Irishman abroad. Uh, we are gearing up for the competition here at the Irish Photography Podcast. So, uh, lo and behold, in the new year, uh, January 1st or the 2nd, the closing date will, cha- will, 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 will stop for, for the, your photographs. So, how are you gearing up for the Irish Photography Podcast Photographer of the Year competition? I suppose I have plenty of stuff to to submit anyway. <laughs> um, Good. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've, I've, I don't know. Jeez, I say I have fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand images now that I have to look through when I over the next few weeks when I go home. Um, <laughs> I've only literally been so, been handpicking stuff to, to process over here when we get a bit of downtime. But yeah, I've, I've, have yeah. Got hopefully, a lot of stuff to submit. Yeah, yeah. So the one of the main rules is that you're allowed only one photograph to enter so you gotta uh, pick your best photograph that you have taken in the year of 20 <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> no, cannot. do you know what I'm glad you brought it up because we would have been caught in the hop if someone <laughs> entered it and we, we would have been like oh man no no collages but uh, nice try buddy but did you like have you been keeping tabs on your pictures before you even went like were you keeping a system where you're trying to keep it down to your top 10 at all times like uh were you adding uh photographs to your collections in lightroom and so on and so forth yeah like i suppose lightroom and my collection thing is one thing i definitely need to, to work on but i know it gets harder as you as you go go forward with the, the more photos you get um but yeah i have been kind of yeah, I suppose you're marking photos ones i i like but I'm finding early that sometimes my taste and the public's taste aren't aren't the same, but I suppose a lot of people will, will find that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I have a lot of, a lot of yeah. stuff now I, I do like over the over the last, especially like 2019 at home as well. Um, got out for a good good few nights of Astro as well, um, around Clare and Kerry as well. So I have a lot of, a lot of nice stuff that I, I would like to, to, to submit. And I have a website there as well that I, I do sell prints. So 
I kind of put them up on that as, ah. as I go as well. <clears throat> What's your website? Uh, it's Gavin Sheehan Media. Um, so there's a print shop up there. We're actually putting up a, we have like a, a blog up there as well about the trip. Um, but it's all mm. print, print selling is on hold, unfortunately, until we get home because I am the one who runs it. So. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And tell me this, is it .com or .ie for all the listeners uh, to check sorry, out? Sorry, it's .com, yeah. GavinSheehanMedia.com GavinSheehan.com That's class. GavinSheehanMedia.com Media, That's yeah, class, yeah. that's class. So, uh, have you think, do you think you have an image off the top of your head that you you, you think, yeah, this is going to be solid, this is my cream of the crop, this is the one image that I'm going to enter into this competition? Yeah, I have one actually from from the church that I haven't. Uh, I suppose I haven't uploaded it anywhere yet, but I probably upload it next week. Okay. Um, it's another astro image, so Milky Way with the church. But I, I suppose it it is, it is a nice foreground. But I, I won't say any more until um, until I upload it. But yeah, it's probably what okay. I will be submitting. Okay. I'm really really happy with it. So that is absolutely class. Darren, have you any last questions for our good old Irish man abroad? Um, yeah, uh, I suppose. Look, number of things really. I just kind of. How did you get on when you were under the water with the dolphins? How, what did you film with? Did oh, you yeah. use your GoPro Good when question. you were under the water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually, I I bought a GoPro Hero Seven Black before we came over here. I had a Hero Session beforehand, but I wanted to, to kind of upgrade. So yeah, used the GoPro for that. But um, that was, I suppose, that was amazing. Yes. <laughs> we were we were looking forward to it, yes. but uh, it was, it's not gas. It's required. For the job at hand. Reason number yes. two. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's like he's my yeah. little brother, man. <laughs> I know, yeah, you're rubbing off on him, yeah. So you were under the water with the dolphins, and I noticed that you had them um, doing backflips in the distance, and I was like, okay, get, 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 get under the water again so you can see them landing. And I think that you did that, but they were further enough away. But did they come close to you guys when they were doing the acrobatics? That was the first question. And the second is, what did it actually feel like? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Was there any fear in any way, shape, or form that they might hit you or anything like that? Uh, no, this was your first question. They never done any acrobatics near us. They were they swam near us, they swam beside us. But I think the the the, the jumping and the backflips and stuff was all just kind of play amongst themselves. So right. when people got got near, they were just more inquisitive as to what you were doing and why why you were in their in their spot. Um, but yeah, like it was. It's kind of a surreal feeling, like they they were dusky dolphins that are different to what we have in Ireland, um, but they swim in pods of like a couple of hundred. So there's literally just hundreds and hundreds of dolphins all on the coast. Um, so you rock up in the boat, they drop you off, and you're just told to swim towards the dolphins and, and like be as loud and as interesting as you can. So I, I turned off the audio, <laughs> I turned off the audio for them videos, but like we were clicking and whooping and humming and everything through our snorkels, um, and you you can hear it all through the GoPro. Um, but yeah, like it's. It's kind of a weird feeling that you're you're just swimming and then you just see this thing just like come out out of the darkness towards your face and then yeah. it just clicks away. Um, but yeah, it was really really cool, really really cool experience. Savage, savage. Yeah, it looked great now to see it on the uh, Instagram stories, man. And uh, you know, I think it's something that I want to do, but I'd love to do it in in water that was actually warm as opposed to water which is freezing that we have here. Uh, the, the water isn't warm here either. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, we were, yeah, yeah, no we were wearing no, no eight mil eight mil wetsuits. We were wearing. So yeah, listen, uh, you're done now from New Zealand, then you're over into Australia. So you've four more weeks now in Australia, and then you're back home. So you're back home in the new year. Yeah, first week of New Year, back home to the darkness and the the cold. So I've been hearing <laughs> a lot about the the weather <laughs> and the storm you've been Whoops, getting. There so. goes gravity. Yeah, yeah, kind <laughs> oh, of man. dreading that, but we'll enjoy it while we can. 
and make sure now before you Makes get back sense. that you you know get your image get it done get it edited get it polished get it entered we'll be releasing details on how to enter it shortly as well later actually in this podcast so um make sure that you get your image in and you know get yourself set up for the first ever irish photography podcast photographer of the year contest yeah definitely definitely will i'll try and put aside a bit of time here and start going through a bit of stuff as well before i get home so the task isn't too big yeah for sure good man Fair play. Gavin, come here. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. And uh, where can people find you on the social medias? Yeah, so I suppose what I use the most to be uh, Instagram. So my Instagram is Gavin Sheehan underscore photo. Um, I also have a Facebook page then linked to that. And then I have the website as well. So the website's Gavin Sheehan Media. Um, wouldn't be that active on YouTube really, but I, I do put up, I suppose highlight videos of years and trips so I, I will be making a video of this trip over the next couple of weeks and months as well um, so that'll be going up on YouTube Sorry. so just keep an eye out for that whenever I do get around to finishing it when I go through that terabyte of footage that I inevitably do, do. have and make sure you post it to the Facebook page on, on the Irish Photography Podcast won't you buddy yeah definitely will yeah perfect perfect thanks many men alright so uh, from us here in Ireland we'd like to say Shlonga Fall Hey. <laughs> Good luck, lads. Happy Good talking to you, Gavin. Enjoy the rest of your uh, trip. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing the rest of the images as well and then your entry into the, into the contest. So, yeah, we're going to take a quick commercial break here now and we'll be back afterward from our sponsors. Are you tired of running out of power at that crucial moment? Do you need to charge two batteries simultaneously or charge on the go while in your car? The award winning Pro Cube 2 from Halo has got you covered. Available for Canon, Nikon, Sony and Panasonic. Visit Hainel.ie And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. So I hope you enjoyed that little quick conversation that we had with Gavin Sheehan, the Irishman abroad in New Zealand slash Australia slash wherever the hell he is. Uh, so on our second topic, guys, we've been gearing up for this idea for a lot of months now. And the whole idea came from a selection of uh, an opportunity to make yourself a better photography by simply fine-tuning your images in a way that you select a top 10. And it can give us the kind of idea to kind of, right, let's kind of narrow your photographs down to a certain degree where you're just, where you're not just churning out any photograph altogether. You're, you're really focusing in on the pictures that you really want to work with and that they're the cream of the crop. And if you go back to an episode we did last season it, we talk about how to do it while using Lightroom and certain collections so from that episode we kind of created this opportunity to make the Irish Photography Podcast Photographer of the Year Award and to say that we haven't been working hard on it would be an understatement because behind the lines and behind the microphone myself and Darren have been tirelessly working with companies and fewer bits and bobs to kind of help this competition and bring it to life. So, Darren, where should we start talking to the listeners about this competition? I think we should start looking in regards to the talent that's out there and what the idea would have come from in the first place. So, as you quite rightly said, we did the episode about organising things in Lightroom, using that B for banger, 
button uh, and creating a catalogue which is of your best uh, for the year. And by doing that through a process of elimination over the course of the year, it allows people to be able to fine-tune what they like about their photos. And you might love something at the time and you go, yeah, that's an absolute banger, but come back to it in six months' time. And if it's still not jumping off the screen towards you, maybe it's not actually a big, uh, your best, let's just say. So by whittling it down to kind of create your top 10 images of the year, then we said, okay, hang on, let's look at this and why not make it the top one from the audience point of view and to give a prize and a competition in place which is the Irish Photography Podcast Photographer of the Year 2019. My God, that's a mouthful to say, man. <laughs> Hi, how do you, what, what did you achieve last year? I'm the Irish Photographer... Oh, hang on, I'm the... Uh, <laughs> I, I was Photographer IPP of the Year 2019. IPP Photographer of the Year 2019. Exactly, yeah. So I think IPP will be a much easier way to be able to abbreviate it so people can get used to it. So um, it'll be the IPP photographer of the year 2019 and I think you know I have done a number of different contests over the years when with 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 monster landscape photographers and I've done one every year which is the photo of the year um and I'm not going to do it this year David so I think it kind of gave me more time to be able to focus on this one and kind of make it even bigger again than what we would have had in the monster landscape photography so tell me this um like why aren't you doing it again? Did you fall out of love with it or did you have uh, problems or are you just not feeling it or what's the crack like? Because you, you, you did a very good job organising it because you've, you've been doing it for what, the last three years and the prizes were great. Uh, like Kieran Amatney won a bag last year. I won a hat in the first year of it and I was delighted. I know it's just a hat but Jesus, I was over the moon just to be placed in that competition, you know, so I'm, I'm curious as to why you're not doing it. Well, I suppose there's a number of reasons, Dermot. And as you say, you know, I've been doing it for a number of years and I've kind of always wanted... My whole idea from photography is not just for me, it's to give to people and kind of support people. And by doing the contests with MLP, it was a really great opportunity for people to be able to showcase their work. They'd enter into the contest. Um, I was always wanted to make the contest as fair and unbiased as possible. So when you entered, you had to enter anonymously because otherwise you get people going, and I see it all the time, you know, oh, share this or like this, oh, good, there's a contest here, go over and, and like it for me and stuff like that, um, which can then make a photo, uh, photo contest very much so unbiased because if you've got a lot of friends, you're already on the front foot as opposed to somebody who doesn't um, have a bigger audience or may not even want to ask their bigger audience or close friends, whatever, to come and vote for my photo on a contest. So by doing it anonymously, it gave an opportunity for people to be able to vote because I, I, I was the one that didn't, I didn't judge it. I let the judging up as well to the group. So I'd create a, and it was an awful lot of work to be honest, you know, so I'd set everything up, I'd, I'd create a folder of all the images. I'd have to title every single image. I'd have to link every single image then to a poll which I had to create and then create that poll for each name of every single image and then launch the two of them. And as you say, I'd go off and I'd get different prizes. And it was great fun to do. And I mean, I I didn't just do one per year. I eventually, at one point, I was doing nearly three per year. So there was the spring version, there was the summer version, and then there was the the end of year overall winner, let's just say. And we've had some great prizes. But... I loved it, like I said, but I got really turned off from it last year because, you know, I, as much as I tried to make the whole thing anonymous, and one of the things as well is that you can't have posted your picture online because if somebody's seen it before, they'll know that it's your work, you know? So it's completely blank slate when you're looking at the image. You don't know who the photographer is. 
And there was a person that entered it. They joined the group, and all of a sudden, I started getting messages um, with them complaining in regards to it um, because they'd already posted their image online before. And then they tried to claim to me that they hadn't posted the image online, that it was a completely different frame. And I looked and I went, come off the stage, like it was a photograph of a waterfall, exactly the same composition, all the trees were there. If, if there was only one thing, it might be a pixel of a difference in regards to the movement of the water. But I didn't even see that. <laughs> so I kind of said, you know what? And then I started to get messages from his friends to my own private mail saying, you know, oh, I don't ah, think you should have ever deleted that. Already. And, you know, how dare you? And I'm like, hang on a second here, guys. How dare you? Like, I'm doing this not for any of my own good. I'm doing it for the good of others. And I also think, you know, John Myler was a mod on the group and Yaro Fagan is a mod on the group. And both those guys, I was away as well at the time, and both those guys had to deal with this. And I was like, my God, this is ridiculous. I'm on holidays in the States that time. Um, and they're having well, to deal yeah, with this on the back end. And I was like, you know what? Thanks very much, but uh, yeah, it's been fun, but I'm not going to put my any, ener ener any energy or effort behind it um, because there's that much bitching going on. But anyway, yeah, so I'm not going to do it with MLP this year, but I think this is a golden opportunity for the wider audience because one of the things with MLP contests is that the photograph had to have been taken in the province of Munster. So it's very limited in regards to it and also had to be a landscape photo. But from this contest that we have this year, I think it's even better because it's not going to be limited to Munster. As great as Munster is, and everybody know, you know, we have we have got the most photogenic province in the country, I think, you know, but um, some people would argue, that, you know, up the north. But at the same point, I think, you know, we've got a lot to, uh, lot to offer down in the whole Munster region. But now we can open it up to landscape. We can open it up to anything, any genre. There'll be no restrictions whatsoever. So, you know, it can be portrait, it can be nature, it can be macro, even wedding, or it can be underwater or astro. Or even it can be something that you have a vision in your head in regards to, you know, your own compositional idea for an image. It's completely blank, which is going to be great, you know. Yeah, I think it's it's something that could be really, really... Oh, wait, wait. No collages, as I said in topic one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no collages, yeah. <laughs> no... Gavin Sheehan, stay away with your collage. It was, it was very cute of him now, right? Yeah, Come up with that idea, fairness, if, he, if he hadn't brought it up, we'd probably have been cut out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited at this opportunity to run this competition. And like we said, we lose it at the start. There was a lot of work in it. I never realised how much work there was in it. Um, but it's, it is exciting times. And especially for us here at the podcast, like the amount of work that we do behind the scenes is... It's a ridiculous amount. And Bernard Fairplay to him touched on it there while we're over in Norway. Do you know, he's there going, uh, a lot of the general public don't realise, like, they, a few people actually think this is our full-time job. I know, yeah. I, I, I wish it was my full-time job, but unfortunately not. Monster Energy is still looking for sponsorship there, Dermot. We are, we are. Um, but look, I have actually two jobs because I have to fund that gas in a certain way, you know. <laughs> yes. And you, you have a bad affliction, we know that. The, we talked about the top 10 photographs. Uh, have you been... I know you kind of got off the beaten track for a while. Um, did Have you went back to it and kind of keep tabs on it? Like, what I have. one of your favourite photographs? I have, yeah, I have. I haven't got a... Fo I, well, okay, I haven't got an actual favourite outline right now. I've been hitting B for banger every time that I've got a shot. And how I've been doing it is when I go out and take my photos, I generally use starring in Lightroom. So I star an image being that I think, okay, this is one that I might have going to put into my video or I'm going to say happy with this one and I could use it from posting or whatever. So I star my images with a three. So I, that's, that's how I normally would have done it in the past. But then I start to think 
next step from that is that, you know, if you go out and you've got a scene you're taking multiple photographs of, particularly from a seascape point of view, you're taking multiple photographs of and every single one of them is going to be slightly different because for the reason being that um, the water is moving. So I'd have three, three, three on that, but one of them might be my actual favourite of the three. So I started pressing the B for banger, which would bring it into the collection um, that's there. I haven't actually checked. I'll go and check now while we're on this. I'll check how many I have in the folders, and we can see. So I've candidates for 2019, I've got 46. Feck off, really? You have 46? Yeah. So do yeah. I. I actually have 46 in my <laughs> candidates. That is free. You're shitting me. No, I'm deadly serious. Yeah, I have 46. <laughs> That's insane, man. No, I haven't got one. I, I probably will have a few more by the end of it because um, I went out shooting there on the spur the other day and I went to a place I'd never been before, which was actually crazy. And I had no expectations, nothing, just that I looked on Google Maps and I got a couple of shots out of that. I think I got three nice shots out of that, so I might have 49. Um, and then I don't know if I'm going to get out between now and the end of the year. So I might end up with 49. I might try and aim for 50 or something like that. But, you know... I think what I did do as well, because I was, you said I, I fell off the beaten track in regards to it, but it wasn't that hard to go back onto it. Because when I went into yeah. Lightroom, I just said, Fil show all pictures, filters, show me all the threes. And then I went through each of those. And if I think that they warranted to be pressing that B to bring them into that collection. And one thing I shared, one word of advice that I did learn is when I had done that, and then I went along and I went, okay, I like that, that's your Gwinder, and press B. Because B will select it to go into a collection or will also remove it if it's already in a collection. That's correct. So yeah. it's important that when you are doing that and you're pressing the B button that you make sure <laughs> that it's not saying remove from collection. Correct. Do you know? Correct. So anybody can do it at any this stage right now to be able to decipher down from how many images that they may have taken in a year. I actually... I don't even know, can I tell you how many pictures I've taken in a year? I know in the past month I have 153 images imported into Lightroom, but I don't know how many I've taken in the last year. But straight away now, instead of me having to go back through everything, which I can do again, which I might do, who knows, but it's a quicker way to be able to do it on the fly, as we said earlier. And an image that you may love back in February, you might have outdone that in March with something else. Or you could get one last week and all of a sudden you're going, geez, I think that's my best one yet. But you've forgotten about the one that you took back in February because it really was one that jumped off the screen to you. So I think the methodology that we set up for it um, is very straightforward to use. And I think if anybody is looking for the information on that, rather than just repeat it, if you go back and um, watch that or listen to that other episode, we'll explain in regards to how to optimize your use within Lightroom to ensure that you're kind of looking at your best and I think one thing that's been very good as well for me looking at that is my brother was over here and he was asking me how my photography was going blah 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 and instead of me having to go through folders and folders and folders I just opened up Lightroom and went there you go there's my images that I've taken this year so he all, he saw, all he saw was my all my candidates that were there bang everything was done sorted yeah. sorted yeah so, it's all right, a, so I think it's a very, very good way to do it. But again, just to go back then to from the actual contest itself, no. So you've done all that. You've whittled it down. You've got it in uh, down to that one photograph. There's a couple of things that we have to make sure that people are aware of when they're entering into this contest. So it can be it can be taken anywhere in the world, like I said a second ago. So it's not just limited to Munster or Ireland. It can be anywhere in the globe. Um, it's open to anybody in the globe. So it's not a case that there's limited to anybody in Ireland. So if you're a listener, um, you know, I know Vincent who listens to us in Hawaii, 
uh, you know, which is fantastic. And thanks, Vincent, for your continued support. Um, you can enter a photograph from Hawaii into the contest as well because it's global and that's the, that's what I love about it it's not going to be just from the small island of Ireland it's huge you know um, it has to have been taken in 2019 so you know let's make it fair I mean look okay people would have images that they've sat on for years and they can still reuse and some some people may never have seen that before and all of a sudden it gets huge exposure you know, I know a number of photographers out there have got a lot of fanta no, they're fantastic images but every year they repeat and share, repeat and share, because they're after getting a new audience in the last 365 days. So, you know, absolutely no problem in regards to that. But I would say is that for this contest, you have to have taken the photo in 2019. And that detail will be in the metadata of the image anyway when you're submitting it. So, you know, don't just try and pull the wool over our eyes. Like, I mean, look, it's a contest. Like, do you know what I mean? Don't, like, if people put as much energy into trying finding ways to cheat as they actually do as finding to do something right, they're, you know, there's something wrong there, like. Darren, Darren, they're only cheating themselves at the end of the day. This is true. This is true. Um, and as we alluded to as well, composites are allowed. So, you know, it's very difficult to be able to say that a photograph is not a photograph. It's an image. It's an artistic impression. And that's the artist. That's the person that's creating it. And we have done a composite image not to manipulate or alter a scene. We've done a composite image because you might be exposure blending or you might be focus stacking or something like that. But a composite can be anything. It can be yes. you know, the rock of Cashel sitting on the moon. You know, okay. Sure, look, if, if people if you got, if you if they got an idea for it, it can be that idea. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to appeal to a lot of people, but it can be something which is out of this world really as well. Um, and now, you know, one point is, you remember that big Nikon contest where the guy won with the photograph of the plane coming through the top of the buildings and then it was exposed as a composite, so the guy had taken the plane and put it in there. You know, so again, like if you want to go to that far detail in relation to it, off you go, like, do you know what I mean? But it can be any photograph that can be entered, which I think is phenomenal. Um, to, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what we get from an entry's point of view, but it's one entry per person and not yeah. a collage. <laughs> and another collage. But if you think back to the composites, like like we picked a, an image there from Aaron, Aaron Grubb. Do you remember the composite of his son? The kind of Batman suit, the yes. burning building in the exactly. background. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, that's awesome. I want to see those pictures. I want to see that. That's artistic. That's it's it's a photographer's artistic view, and I want to see those type of images. I want to see portraits. I want to see boudoir. I want to see weddings. I want to see underwater. I want to see every aspect of photography because I love every style of photography. I wouldn't be except for street. Oh, <laughs> well, we never said street, but it can be street as well. Yeah. It could be straight. No, I tell a lie because my friend Lucas uh, Lenchowski, yeah. yeah, he is just Shit this hot. guy takes the biscuit when it comes to uh, uh, street photography. And like one of my favorite images that he has is called the Flying Dutchman, where this dude is out in the in the middle of the street in Cruiser Street in the pissing rain and playing a saxophone. He jumps up in the air and keeps his feet dead straight as if he's floating in the air, Brilliant. and the rain is falling down on him. And he's blown into a saxophone, looking directly straight down the barrel lens. I mean, it's just phenomenal. I just, I'm gonna see if I can find it now and post it on the page. It's just ah, epic. Flying Dutchman. Okay, I look. I look forward to seeing that. And I think that's that's another example of how you know, for photography can be an avenue for people to show their creativity 
and create something which you may not even see or you may not even notice. But, okay, this guy in the middle of the street with a saxophone, he's not necessarily going to be there as an ordinary place. It's been set up. But I can tell you it would be a phenomenal image and very powerful because an image tells a story. So I'm looking forward to seeing the stories that people will create and show in the imagery that they're going to send through, the image that they're going to say through, rather. This is exciting. Yeah, I can't I'm really excited. It. I, I to God, I just I can't wait. And you know, and it's open to somebody if they started today, or started last week, or started ten years ago, or they're a seasoned pro, or they do it for a living. You know, anybody yeah. out there, like enter, enter away. Okay, so will we tell the people who the judges are for the competition? Yeah. Okay, so drum roll. First judge is. The best host on the Irish Photography Podcast. Me. Dermot O'Donovan. Yes, I am one of the judges. We also have Darren Jedi Spoonley as judge number two. And we also have a third judge called Bernard Garrity from BG Landscape Tours. Now, at the moment, it's just the three judges. Uh, We still have to mull it over to see. We might get one more judge because it's kind of, kind of like three landscape photographers I would like to maybe have one more judge but look if we do we do if we don't we don't it's not the end of the world I'd like someone from a different genre as well also um, but look that's in the pipeline um, okay is there anything else we need to talk about I think for this competition well there's two things we need to talk about Number one, if somebody enters a contest, what do they win? What do they win? What do they win? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have loads of prizes, okay? Well, not tons of prizes. We have a few. So it's our first year, so uh, we have a few prizes to give away. Um, Will we name some of them? Well, look, number one, we're going to have an inaugural and perpetual shield. So it'll be the IPP Photographer of the Year Shield, and I think it'll be something phenomenal to see build up over the years. So the winner will receive the shield. It'll be engraved with their name and the year. They hold on to it for the year. They can show it to everybody, put it pride of place, you know, bring it to camera clubs, bring it everywhere. (laughs) Um, And, you know, be proud of the fact that they're (laughs) after winning this contest. So, like, that's the first thing, I suppose, which is the whole... um, fact of winning the contest let's just say you know but on top of that then as well of course you know it wouldn't be the Irish Photography Podcast unless we kind of went off and tried to get some stuff that would relate to stuff shiny so yeah we have a few shinies as well haven't we (laughs) no that shield is quite shiny by the way but yeah we have a few shinies as well what what, what shinies have we got so uh, thank you very much to our sponsors Hanel Industries so they have donated a prize called a Hanel Pro Q2 so that'll be your choice, whether it's Sony, Canon, or God be it, a Nikon. Or Panasonic. <laughs> and or Panasonic. Yes, correct. We also have a voucher uh, donated to us by Cons Cameras to the value of €100. Euros. We also have a voucher for €100 Euros to BG Landscape Tours. We also have some copies of Luminar 4 for some of our winners. And uh, what else have we got? This, this is just off the top of my head. Now, we could have more, but and we still have a few uh, people to talk to as well, so see if we can get a bit more for some of our listeners. But exciting times, man. I'm, I'm really, really excited. Oh, and we can't, we can't enter either you, I, or BG. Yeah. Oh, that goes without saying. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But just I just want to put it out there just in case someone goes, like, 
that's the crack like yeah <laughs> and you know and the way that we'll be scoring it as well I think will be very fair too so you know each of us will see the images but we'll all have our independent scoring sheet and we're going to score the images on different categories with a different value and then we'll just plug it all in at the very end of it and the one that comes out as the winner based on the three of us is the fairest way to go okay I'm putting you on the spot here now because we haven't discussed this part uh, what if there's a tie what do we do Jeez, uh, that's an interesting one. It would be difficult to see how there would be a tie considering there'd be so many different ways. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll leave that for another day. Okay, I just wanted to put it out there just in case there is a tie. No. Yeah, I mean, look, straight away you could think there if it's a tie, we put it up and get people to vote. But that, again, that's the same problem, as I say, that you've encountered in the others. Then it's, yeah. oh, I'm in the contest and don't to the last two come over and vote for me. Yeah, and that's, that's another thing I'm glad you brought it back up to voting again and this is one of the things that myself and Darren did not want we didn't want the general public voting on these images simply because of the bitterness and the sneakiness is what I think um, you know and hunting for votes like like recently I got a message from uh, another photographer and they kind of plagued me for their vote on this competition and I didn't really want to give it simply because I got so many messages from that one photographer and finally I said you know just to be quiet keep them quiet I went down and I voted for it but yet when I messaged that person back for something they just totally blanked me and never got back to me I'm not surprised you know so and it kind of annoyed me you know and um so that's one thing I just wanted to avoid, especially with this competition, that I think this is a competition that should be judged fairly and it's got nothing to do with being biased or having the general public or trying to get... Now, don't get me wrong, 99% of the photographers out there are such nice people and genuine, but it's that 1% of people that will try to get their families and friends and rile up so many people to vote for them to try and get this competition so they can win this prize. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, I suppose the final thing they have people to be able to be aware of is how do they enter? So I kind of alluded to it there at the start of this segment that, you know, the Irish Photography Podcast is quite a long email address, even for us to have to type in when we're doing stuff. And then if you wanted to add in the Irish Photography Podcast Photographer of the Year Competition 2019 at gmail.com, forget about it. Like nobody's going to even bother sending you something. So we went off and we set up a new email address Um and we tried to, I tried to find one which would be as short as possible. I had tried to get the IPP OTY, and I was like, hang on, people will forget about the other P. So I said, you know what? No, okay. It was gone anyway, by the way. So the email address, very simple, is the IPP competition at gmail.com. Excellent. Um, do they need to send it in a certain format? Um, just it's a, if it's a high res image, I suppose, really, on JPEG. It doesn't have to be anything, doesn't have to be TIFFs. Like, I mean, TIFFs can be 120 meg, and there's no need for it. Okay, so just a normal JPEG. Yeah. Um, are we bringing it like 2,448 to the long edge or... Are you printing afterwards or is it just going to be a base for a competition? If they win, we can always get it resized for a print. But for now, just send us a high-res quality JPEG and then the rest we can do in so, there. Yeah, so 2,048 and the long edge will do when on your export from Lightroom. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a decent-sized res for... Um, looking at it on a computer really like you know you don't need it to be a huge file like you know yeah and also as well, one thing that I will do is because like I would have done this and it kind of started me off really on editing on video was I'd made uh, showreels of the images on the MLP contest so I'll also make a showreel of the entrance on this afterwards ooh look at you with your 
buttery fingers for a computer. Well, actually, though, it was fun to do. It's really started me off getting to use the, the, the video editing, and I liked the whole idea of splicing. No, and at the same point as well, I remember at the time trying to search for music. <laughs> I found a song there for one of the things that was called Green Garden by some artist. I don't know who she was. And somebody messaged me and said, I don't think they'd be too happy with you using their music without giving them any payment. I'm like, come off the stage. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to use a na- music for a group, <laughs> like, you know? But yeah. Well, no, tell your copyright is copyright, Mister Spoonley. You know I know it is, but it was just a, it was just a small group of people. Like, but anyway, now I've got that res- that resolved since we've got our <laughs> thing with Epidemic Sound, so we can use Very all true. the music coming out of our ears we want to use. But yeah, we'll make a show reel for it. I think it'll be good, and I can't wait, man. I really can't wait to see the caliber of the photos. I mean, if you look at what's coming in there on a weekly basis on the group on the Sunday showcase, and also on the Instagram. You know, with people tagging us. The quality, man, is unbelievable. So now we're able to open this up and say, okay, send us your best. Send us your best of the year. And, you know, I can't wait to kind of see who who comes out the cream of the crop. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so, buddy, I think we'll wrap it up for this episode. Um, I hope you've had an enjoyable episode. I hope you enjoyed having Gavin on. It was fun. It was fun, actually, yeah. You know, I think he's still got a good bit of time left to have more fun. I mean, I'm envious of him to be able to turn around and say, yeah, okay, I can go off there for 100 days. Happy days. I'll be gone. But sure, you know what? I can't anymore. I'm old now and I've got things that I'm responsible for. Um, But yeah, I mean, look, it's great uh, to see somebody like that going off on their journey. It's great to catch up with him as well because I know we'd said earlier on that we'd love to catch up with him. So it was great to catch up with him on his trip so far. And I can't wait to see now what image he decides he's going to enter into the uh, contest. Don't forget, send the contest, ippcompetition at gmail.com. Closing days. Closing date for the competition. Yes, uh, two of us thought about that straight away. Good one. Yeah, yeah, um, just thought of that there now. Yeah. Closing dates will where's be the end of the year, um, so about the 31st of December. 31st. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we'll start looking at the judging and we'll give you more information, depending on the volume of images that come through. I mean, as we said from the start, you know, do, you and I do this for the passion and for the love of it. It's not a case that we've got the time to dedicate to go through a thousand images and say we're going to commit to having them done by the 5th. It's not going to happen yeah. in that way. It depends on the amount of entries that we will get um, and then we can see how long it's going to take and when we can actually start looking to deliberate through on them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward I'm to close. this. I think this is going to be fun. I think it's going to be um, a really good contest. Yeah, it really is exciting times ahead, Darren. I can't wait for the competition. And yeah, look... We're going to leave it at that for tonight's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you are on social media, don't forget to jump over to the Irish Trophy Podcast on Facebook and on the Instagram page. And uh, also, last announcement for the Facebook page, uh, your photographs. We do love seeing them in the page, but please hold them for the Sunday Showcase. We are trying to keep the wall and the gallery for advice, uh, promotional uh, products. Um, we're looking for... Uh, anything, anyone that needs any help in any way, shape or form, perfect. Uh, it's for announcements then for uh, just certain general chit-chat, okay? And we want to keep it structured in that way and the Sunday Showcase is exactly where for the photographs to go. So as of this week, as it's going out, any photograph that will be posted on the wall will be removed, unfortunately. Sorry. And I have given pre-warning for the last two or three weeks so you, you have known, you know what's the crack. All right? Okay, Darren, I think that's it, buddy. Thanks very much for coming on, and I'm going to talk to you next week, and we will have a very, very special announcement next week, so do tune in. Darren kind of left a cat out of the bag last week slightly, but, yeah, 
Looking forward to yeah. talking to you next week, guys. Ayo! Shlanka Fall, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. If you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week. And remember, keep shooting.